ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 42 of the fighting goat where my host and host arjun aka mystic chips is on the studio with in me in the studio baby and somesh the superhuman camera we are going to be speaking a lot about what happened at ufc 269 a lot of controversy a lot of bakchodi bakchodi yeah after the short commercial break <laughs> Guys, welcome back to episode forty-two of the Fighting Goat, where we are in the studio. Chips, it took us forty-two episodes to get here. Forty-two episodes to finally look at my producer Suroini and find out that Bichari has not been eating. <laughs> she has not been eating, and she definitely. You no, know, I'm going to. You know, it's it's you know, Panchmukhi is the kind of place yeah. that you take people to make them whole again. Yes. <laughs> and I think we need to find our bandra equivalent. I think we spoke to one of our bosses, and they told us there's a Sheetal Bar near. Sheetal Bar, yes, yes. Sheetal Bar is the place to go to. Absolutely. I have realized this. So So SJ, you will be with us, joining us at Sheetal Bar. Absolutely, but it's so good. It's so good to be in the IBM studios. It is it's lovely. It must color wall and all. It's nice, and the toys up there. It's good entertainment for me. Oh, that's simultaneously. a little cheesy out there with the color and the toys and all mm, that. But I like it. But there's no <laughs> UFC toy or no MMA toys up there. I know, but they are coming in because they get shipped from now. the US of A. But before we speak China. of that, let's get into what happened in UFC 269 and all the drama that unfolded out there. No, I don't know. You know, it's it's where do I begin? Firstly, we were in the studios with Sony. Yes. We opened the show and we closed the show from yes. India. And um, here's the funny part. You know, they called me Mystic Chips for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> because I I predict some fights, but I would have never ever. I jokingly said that Juliana Pena would win. There was no there was no weight behind it really. Well, there was actually there was a little bit of weight behind it. There was a lot of weight yeah. behind it technically. <laughs> but my point is, no, I I when I said it, I was we all knew. Like, come on. Like we gave her, like you know, we, you know, we earlier we talked about it. It's the most unlikely people you you don't expect that will dethrone some right. of the greatest people in the world. Right. It didn't happen to Anderson Silva. It was Chris Weidman. But people, a lot of people didn't give him a chance. Right. But he came with that attitude, saying, "You know what? Screw you. I'm not scared." Correct. I don't give a crap. I'm going to come in and do what I have to do. Correct. And he knocked out. But you know, it's not like Anderson was getting trashed before he lost. He right. just he was cocky and he was fooling around too much. and he got caught but you know that's typically what happens when you've got 16 straight fights 12 fight defenses you know does it normally happen where you lose focus and you kind of take your opponent a little lightly no i mean it's it's you know somebody like silva he brings in that showboating angle into his fighting correct because he'll break you he'll make you nervous he'll break you he'll make you second guess yourself and then bang then he lands his shots he right. lands his counters right and he was doing that we saw a lot but we saw a little too much showboating from him i think correct now he correct. was doing a lot of chutiyagiri yeah but eventually i think it catches up to you and uh, but amanda got outstruck outgrappled and outclassed well that was one of the shocking results which had happened in ufc 269 where hmm. amanda nunes has lost her bantamweight belt Sad, to, yeah. to the new champion juliana peña juliana peña Now what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> well, another fighter who put his money on the block in that fight card was Sean O'Malley, who took out Paiva. Oh, guys, guys! You know when we are growing up, now there was always these there are these fighters, there are these cricketers, these sporting icons yeah. that yeah. we look forward to. We put up posters on the walls. Yeah. So, guys, you must know, Sugar Sean O'Malley is one of those. Is the Britney Spears for Somesh Khan? <laughs> like when I was growing up, when I was fifteen, I had Britney Spears' ka photo on hit the wall. Hit me, baby, one more time. Hit me, baby, one more time. He, you want to hit him many, many times, but that's a different story. But it's one of those. Is that one of those relationships? You know that you yeah. have with him. Yeah. Where yeah. you truly love someone to the point where you don't care what happens to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Where 
you give their your heart and your soul to them. I'm sorry, this is this is love beats with Dr. Dre and um, Mr. Kamra now sitting here. Sorry for the rubbish uh, intrusion, but my point is, yeah. dude, you can't say anything about him anymore. Yeah, man, you know, I mean, he's he's putting, doing what he's doing, what he's doing. He's going out there. He's exactly doing what he's supposed to do, and he's doing it how. You know, he said round one, I'm going to finish <clears throat> this guy. He never said the round. I think he said it like in UFC embedded. He said round one, the Brazilian is going down. Yeah. Paiva. And, and that's exactly what happened. But tell me something, don't you think Paiva looks like a IITN JE topper? Well, he does, he does, and he did. He looks like a full JE topper. You guys have to check him out. Check out his photo. If you have it later, you just see it. Now, we don't, <laughs> we're not mocking him. When he came on the scale, I'm like, seriously? Is this boy looks funny? He's from Bandup. I swear to God, he's not from Brazil. I, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not, I'm not being racist. But uh, see, we are also brown. We can say a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> There's no brown on brown violence. But, you know, what really surprised huh. me is that Charles Oliveira, the main event of UFC 269, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier for the lightweight belt, it yet again spanned out exactly how the Khabib fight happened. UFC 242. UFC remember, 242, yeah. which was in Abu Dhabi. Hmm. At the same time, Dustin Poirier hurt Charles Oliveira. He was hurt in round number one. Dustin's boxing was absolutely on point. Always. Is. You know, but what happened? I mean, round two and round three, he just kind of shut down. No, it's You know, there are a couple of theories here. It's uh, sometimes when you prepare for a fight that you think you want to be, you want to be patient. You want to take into deeper waters. Yes. You want to drag the fight across all the five rounds. Yes. And there's another point. It's very difficult to generate a lot of momentum when you're moving backwards. Yes. It's, you know, when you lean forward for a punch, your your front foot comes out. Yeah. Your left or right foot comes out. Your hips turn and you move and your shoulders move forward. Right. But when you're moving backwards, your, your weight is on your heels. And you're countering yeah. and you're punching backwards. Very few people in the world can do that. Yes. Silva yes. was a master at it. Yes. John yes. Jones can counter moving backwards. Like Connor definitely was one of Connor them. Connor was a master of countering moving backwards. Can, yeah. He could go forward and backwards. He had right. the same power in his left going back and forth. Now, if you've seen Poirier's style, he's like a gritty, makes it nasty. You want, right. Until dirty you start boxing. bleeding, dirty, makes that fight dirty. He wants to make it ugly. Yeah. Land yeah. hooks to the body. Make You know, the kind of hooks he lands to the body would make you piss blood for the next week. Yes. And... Uh, so he couldn't do that kind of fight because Charles pushed forward. Nobody yeah. expected Charles to come forward so quickly. Right. And that Muita was so sexy. Yeah. You know those knees? Those mm. knees to the midsection? So nice. Really just Alistair Obrey was half crying. Yeah. And <laughs> Beta. <laughs> Lower weight category. Lower weight category. <laughs> But it was so, it so was good. It was something. so, so it was good. You know, something like, to see. What a mega pay-per-view to end the year. Mega pay-per-view, but no, but we're going to talk about the mega stuff that happened after the fight. I mean, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz started their rubbish <laughs> simultaneously. And and then Nate, of course, Conor, you can't stop Conor from talking. Yeah, I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, nobody can. Nobody can. He's like, oh, you to repeat. Tha. You got choked out the same way. How embarrassing. <laughs> this, that and the other. I know he's angling for a fourth fight. And the best part is... It's Connor who's actually advising Dustin Poirier that you didn't put the hooks in. You didn't do this. You were on your back. That's crazy. You know, like a BJT black belt. You know, I got to give, but you know what? In that sense, the amount of time, like in that Khabib fight, Connor survived underneath Khabib for a much longer time than both Gechi and Poirier put together. Yes. Yes, he, he did. did. You got to give him props. It took him forever to get him down. You know, he stuffed his takedowns. F- yeah, he stuffed his takedowns once or twice. And that's the thing. And... It's, you know, styles make fights. Yes. And now everybody's going to look at this and say, okay, Poirier's back is weak. We're going to take him, we're going to get him into a rear naked choke, etc. Right. Of course, you have to weather that storm first. Right. right. You have to get past the boxing. And Charles, he sported a f***ing chin, man. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that that gets me to the second point where, mm. do you think that 
someone like a gechi if he cracks charles that way yaar nahi do you think it could actually end the era of charles olivera no firstly gechi won't crack charles that way i don't think he can because gechi moves differently he lands a lot of these front leg kicks which he uses to break down his opponent but again somebody it's the same thing that we saw against khabib the more you forward pressure these guys the harder it gets right. because these guys also take time to get going right. you see the same thing happened with chandler chandler cracked gechi early almost yeah. finished the fucking fight yeah 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 and i think charles has reached a point now where his striking has become so good yeah he can do and throw you saw the amount of front kicks he was throwing yes he nobody was. expected the shots to the body that way yes and then the and minute those elbows, he got in the you know? clinch man in the clinch the minute he got in the clinch he punished him correct people were saying oh you know he got buggered up and all that yeah he did but he took those punches he dude. took those punches you know he was he was physically exactly. more damaged but it is what it is you know that's 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 a fighting style that we've seen in the past you know like someone like a fedor fedor to take enough punishment yeah, out man. there to give equivalent punishment in the subsequent rounds exactly. so i mean it was fun what a great contest and you know i was i was reading somewhere online and these morons were like oh you know charles can't be put into the goat conversation because he's got he's had 10 lo- losses in his life i'm like to kya hua but the, i mean since when did staying undefeated become such a important thing uh, is all that tya khabib group of people but i mean know, i i mean i don't want to sound so horribly biased but <laughs> you know what i mean it's sometimes it's sometimes it's not the team or the player they're the fans that are worse than them yes like man united fans are the worst in the world yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like vegans at a barbecue they will tell you hi i'm vegan no bola pucha hi nahi kuch to bhi Man United fans, Jadur say, I am Man United fan. Like who gives? Nobody f- asked you, yeah. <laughs> It's f-ing Bandra boys versus East Wadala playing. I am Man United here in the middle. Chant. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I think Mystic Chips is just going off. You know, the studio energy is just getting to him today. <laughs> yes, a little bit of a racist angle also coming. Out. And I think I'll be a little careful now. You know, that's why having the black coffee. You know, black. All dressed in all black, you know. <laughs> Our producers also told us that we have a big photo shoot coming up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, now? without alcohol. That. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> But she said she, you know, told me that there was actually a drinks trolley that was being passed around. That was so just I, to get you here. No, correct. So I was dreaming of the Mad Men from the fifties. You seen that scene now with the drinks trolley, cigars, smoking, and all. I'm like, kada kya? Mic in hand, talking trash, drinks. I'm like, I can do this all day. <laughs> Alas, I was misled. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that i mean you know we had all the trash talk on social media yeah. pore was was in he, you know i can understand he's heartbroken man yeah. two shots at the belt he's not getting a chance anytime soon no chance yeah. there are too many contenders in that division you got you got guys like islamagachev ben, yes, and benil dariush that's who are fighting up. each other soon yeah, like now for, next is gechi so yeah. gechi is going to come to that dance and let's never forget chandler is always in the mix correct Correct. The corner is always in the mix. Correct. You never know when these guys will come in and step in. Well, the way Chandler finished Dan Hooker, it just showed that you cannot take power lightly. Dude, and he almost finished Gechi. He yes. almost finished Charles. Yes. I think that left hook that hit Charles was worse than anything Poirier hit him with. Correct. Correct. And I see a lot of, I see a lot of, you know, that one punch knockout power is something you can't yes. teach, man. Yes, but you know, what? in teach. fact, very very few fighters actually possess that, and very few fighters land it that way. Oh. You know, like someone like a corner lands it flush. Someone like you know Mike Chandler lands it flush. Gechi doesn't land it flush all the time, but you know he throws this flurry. But dude, Gechi, you know, see the way he hit Tony Ferguson. Okay, oh, I have never was... seen a man hit, get hit that badly in my life. Correct, correct. I mean, that was a pounding that brought flashbacks. 
Correct. But also because the head movement of Ferguson was not at par. He was just, there was no head movement. There, he was just not moving his head. Straight. You know, it was, it was like punching a bag. Absolutely. He, he was there and he hit him with everything that he He was had. just a sitting target out there. Yeah, man. I mean, but that's the thing. Now we're going to find out if first Gaethje is in his next in line. Yes, thankfully. Thankfully. That should, and that should be around um, mid-2022. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure Oliveira will take a few weeks, you know, at least a month off for Chutti Uti and all. Right. Dance in Brazil and you know, on the road with his fire brigade supporting him. <laughs> hey, that's cool, man. If our fire brigade came and said, Chalo, chalo, why not? I'll also dance. Yeah. Why not? I'll sing all the songs. No problem. No, so there's going to be a bit of a break anyway. Yeah. Now, maybe hopefully the focus will shift to, you know, maybe the other weight divisions. Correct. Because I honestly think featherweight, bantamweight, and lightweight has been carrying, you know, this whole year. Yes. The entire buzz. Yes. Guys like Yeri Prohaska have disappeared into the jhards of wherever they come from. <laughs> Seriously, he stays in the jungle. Yeah, he does. He does. Why? He does. It's a very interesting <laughs> he know lifestyle the that he has, you know. He, he has interesting lifestyle. But we'd love to see that lifestyle come yeah. and change and come back into training again. Right. Because he's not, there's been no contact. <laughs> Just we, been no contact. We'll have to ask Sean Shelby. I have to ask Sean Shelby. As to where is this man gone? We'll have to ask Sean yeah. Shelby. And we've got a lot of things coming up with, with or without Sean Shelby in the future. <laughs> but that being said, let's quickly move on to our next segment. But before that... We take a quick commercial break. You've been listening to Chips and Kamra only on IVMPodcast.com inside the IVM studios. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. That was a great commercial break. Chips, how many commercials are there in that break? You know, so many. A lot of commercials. Yeah. A lot of commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know if Paisa Chapring or not is happening, but still... But lot of yeah. commercials indeed. You know, there was a very interesting conversation that we were having on our way to the studio about mm. how the sport of MMA has been constantly evolving mm. from where it started in 93 mm. to the takeover of UFC. In the the year changing two. landscape, basically. The changing landscape, the rules, you know, how they are treating the sport, how they are going from big arenas to small arenas, but they are keeping it alive. You know, they are changing so many things about the sport to keep it alive. To move forward and to make it an absolute dhamaka. That's the reason why Dana White is considered as one of the best promoters in the world. That is why this is considered as the fastest growing sport in the world. Because you can adapt. You know, it's not Mm. like, you know, you can go, you know, I mean, you can't play cricket in a smaller pitch or in a smaller stadium. There needs to be a certain size to it and all of that. 22 yards, I think. You know, 22 yards or 24 yards. 24 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's 24 yards. But Mm. the fact that you can change the format, you can change the octagon size, you can change the arena, you can have no audience, any of that. You know, it's, it can still work. It's, yeah, correct. So the changing landscape, how is it affecting us? How we've been entertained? How, I think 2019 was when there were, what, 10 million viewers to UFC only in India? Yeah. You know, when, when somebody talks about the ever-changing landscape is we started off with fans that were so niche to the sport. As in so niche or so, so niche? No, not like. so niche, so niche. <laughs> I'm talking about 2005, 2006. Ah, right. When right, I started right. watching. And right. this was almost at the end of when Pride was, Correct. was there. And I would pride myself as one of those fans that were like, oh shit, only I know the sport. Correct. Like this Chomoy, you don't know what the f*** you're talking about. Types. Correct. And then Correct. I still do the same thing. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but the sport has changed because it's the commercialization of anything, you know? Right. It's which is a good has a good side and a bad side. Right. The bad side was that you don't feel special anymore for knowing yeah. the sport. Because <laughs> that was the only good angle that was there. But the good thing is that there are there are the commercialization has led to so many new jobs opening up in the sector. Yes. The amount of people that are joining the sport, even for the visibility of it. Like I met some yeah. like my niece and nephew. Yeah. Went for their first Taekwondo class. Oh, nice. And my nephew said, 
I showed him a video of uh, you know Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he found that more interesting. Oh wow. So it's the fact that there are classes opening up yeah. in India yeah. about this which are not reserved for say just the actors and the film stars. Right. That we see there are a couple of gyms you know that are dedicated for you see they're only only for pro athletes and stuff. Right. I've said this about any sport you know cricket in India is so predominant is is we are so dominant in cricket because we start at a grassroots level. Correct. Since the age of 4 you can play cricket. Correct. You got the Venkatesharkar Academy you got XYZ Correct. and by the time you're of a certain age you're ready to go pro. You got an, a strong amateur level. You got strong Ranji Trophy, and by the time like how Kohli came up the ranks, Correct. and he won the. So the structure I, is very solid. Yes, yeah, structure is very solid, and and I think slowly that's what I mean by when we see the ever changing world of MMA. Yeah, is like yeah. it's not just the level of fighters going up. It's not the dedication in the fight game. There are upsides and downsides to it that we Correct. talk about as well. Correct. It's no longer that money blood sport. Correct. Correct. But there are guys who are coming which we in, enjoyed. Which we are. God, I loved it, man. Jab tak khun nahi dikha, tab tak paisa nahi. Jab tak aadmi nahi marega, main paisa nahi dalunga. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like it's like Drago. You know, if he dies, he dies yeah. mentality. And we stopped seeing that because till 2005, till I think till 2010, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. Or a little more. Till 2015, we saw that. And then yeah. at the same time, you see. You've got two sides to it, right? Yeah. You got the guys who are training to be athletes. Correct. And GSP was one of the athletes that came out. Right. The first super uber popular athletes. Correct. That gives that give birth to you know many more athletes that right. are coming out. Right. And then you've got the just bleed guys, where you got the Poreas and the and the Wanderers and the Barbosas and, and the, the old school guys. Though they were all just bleed. Yeah, they were there was, all just bleed. There yeah, was yeah. no there was no difference. Like if you see, you remember the stare downs today. Like yeah. the stare downs today, some of them. Some are genuine, some are fake. Yeah, yeah. But whereas you, when you saw, like you saw Vanderlei Silva and Quinton Rampage, Crocop stare yeah, down. Yeah, like Vanderlei Silva was called the axe murderer for a reason. Yes, and this guy would win half his fights because of those stare downs. But then when you're staring down somebody who is uh, the head of an anti-terrorism commando elite unit, yes, where you know this man has actually killed people. You're not winning that stare down yeah. because <laughs> he's looking at him saying, "You, you talk about killing people. I've killed people. Yeah, <laughs> I just killed people and came. Abhi, abhi, abhi. Khun saaf karke aaye ho mein life mein. Right, right, and it's, right. It's that. It's that. That sport is changing. You're not so, getting those kind of guys coming in so now. So the entire attitude was just played. Yeah, the attitude was just played. Correct. That guy should be immortalized in a museum himself yeah. <laughs> with his tattooing that just bleed on his chest. No, but my my point is that it's it's just it's not just the fighters; it's the sport, it's the yeah. mentality towards the sport. Correct. That's good. Correct. It's becoming it's becoming a lot. And it more. also comes down to longevity. I you know you don't yeah. want to get hurt so much that your career ends in about say three to four years. You know, hmm. you want to go for eight, nine, ten years. You know, you want the sponsorships, you want the fame, you want to have you know like at least ten year career because hmm. see, let's be honest, in a combat sport. Where you physically get hit, hmm. the lifespan is anyways less. You know, it's not like a cricket or a football or an NBA. No, where you can play till your yeah. body is actually there, uh, hmm. peaking like in performance. Yeah. But here, because you're getting hit all the time, there's always going to be that stop block where after a while you will say, "Listen, I'm I'm done with this. You know, I'm mentally done. I'm physically done. I'm whatever done. Hmm. You know." So. Maybe <clears throat> fighters are getting a little smarter towards their career, but is that entertaining for the sport? Is it is it going in the direction where you would like to see it? I don't know. See, it's you're seeing two sides of it again. Yeah, 
It's a, on the one hand, we see BKFC, which is Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, yes. which has gone 10 years behind, Yeah, <laughs> which has literally regressed yeah. into the primal side of fighting, Correct. which is also dangerous because you saw deaths in that. Which is no gloves. Which is just, it's just hand wraps to protect yeah. your bones. That's yes. it. Yes. And that also, even with hand wraps, you can break your hand so easily. Correct. Even with gloves, you can break your hand. Correct. You know, one shot lands in an elbow or something, you're screwed, man. Your hand I'm actually numb. wondering, how did any commission come up with actually sanctioning this event? I don't know. <laughs> That's the funny part. I just don't know how they've managed to sanction it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's funny because and there are big names there. So there's Gabriel Gonzaga that is there. There's you had Julian Lane. You've got you've got there's Ma- Big Mike Perry coming in now. Bigfoot Silva. Bigfoot Silva. You know, and also they seem to have deep pockets. Yeah, they do. They do. Because have you forgotten Paige Van Zandt? Paige Van Zandt is there. Such a awesome. She was a former UFC fighter, Invicta UFC. You're right. And then decided to take the money and go into bare knuckle fighting. Unbelievable. Like that's crazy. Where she lost. But she's been also losing. Yeah. 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 But it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And that bare knuckle fighting, so there's no grappling involved. It's just it's swinging just, at each other. Yes. It's, you know, as you rightly said, it is actually going back about 15 years. Yeah, exactly. You know, where it's gone back in that era of pride, but just with raps. But anyways, let's get back to the topic. No, so, what do you think about the sport? You know, with the constant change of rules, you know, with the fighters taking a different approach, you know, some of them are going the flamboyant way. You know, we've never seen fighters who are focusing so much on the money and the Rolls Royce and the suits and all of that. So, so much change and happening so quickly. But at the same time, you got your Aldos and your Oliveras who are still staying in their small homes Correct. in Brazil. Because Correct. it's it's that, you know, it's that iron sharpens iron mentality. Right. Which says, even you look at Brandon Murray, I know. Yes. The first is such a cute kid. The first thing he did was he went to the Lego store and bought, I think he spent like $500, $1,000. I mean, the guy's a multi-millionaire champion now. <laughs> yeah. And he went, instead of buying fancy cars and suits, he went and spent $1,000 on Lego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's such a, such a yeah. sweet, cute kid, man. Like, I mean, killer. So, killer, so humble. killer. Humble, down to earth, you know. I mean, I mean, it's changing, you know. As much as you have the brash newcomers, yeah. like your favorite Sean O'Malley that's out there, <laughs> who you know, sugar, who is the epitome of you know brash greatness, face tattoos, and yeah. and. But I, what I like about it is he's got the skills to back it up. He's well, talking trash. That's the thing. It's that you want, you would love to hate him, but there are fans who love him as well. And you will still watch him. Well, abso- no matter what. Well, absolutely, yes. Because, you know, people like me would want to watch him lose. Correct. And, and that's exactly what we saw with Marlon Chito Vera. Yes. And you know, that was your happiest day. That was my happiest moment. I mean, ever Shadi yeah. I mean, this was the happiest day of, in your life yeah. when you saw him go down because of that. Absolutely. Because of leg kicks. Yeah, it was that one lekki. Even Paiva threw one lekki and he changed stances. Changed stances That's know? the thing. But that range, man. Yeah. It's that range. You can't get in underneath that. You know, he's proving to be a money fighter. But he's one of the guys. As you rightly said, what about the Aldos and the Oliveras and the Paivas and the Morenos who are taking a completely different approach? It's a very purest, realistic Sticking to the ground, grassroots level kind of approach. But see, when you when you talk about change, it has to be change on every level. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know when you look at change from the fans, you look change from organizers. You look at yeah. look at the sport. It was it used to happen in the in the back rooms of casinos. Yeah, and now it's a full fledged you know Business. owned by a multi billion dollar corporation. I mean, the UFC exchanged hands a couple of years ago yeah. and it was sold for four billion dollars. Yeah, four point two billion. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, yeah. the, for, see how the sport has gone up. The companies, big, big, big brands, big, big uh, broadcast companies are attaching themselves to it. I mean, Viacom supports Bellator. Viacom is one of the biggest houses in the world. Yes, and yes. and you've got you've got the UFC being aired on Fox on 
on Sony in India, on, right. on ESPN in the right. US, on pay-per-view platforms. It's it's changing. The entire perception of fighting is changing. Right. The perception of MMA is changing. Right. The kind of fans that are coming into it are changing. It's not just the you know the the crazy psychotic people. You know who are getting into the sport. I mean, I'm not saying we are crazy psychotic, but I won't deny it. Also, yeah. <laughs> if somebody called me a little crazy and bloodthirsty, alcoholic, and MMA crazy, yeah, sure. Why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> you hit the money on the head, bro. So <laughs> photographer, dal de ma You know, but I was getting at is you know there is this dynamic which is coming into the sport of mixed martial arts where organizations are now putting in money into these performance <laughs> institutes. So you true. Know, when there's you mean to promote the sport to promote the sport to groom talent yes, 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 yes. it's usually not happened in most sports primarily mm. because they are government run so you know when it comes to cricket yes they have of course cricket is very very big so mm. they obviously have their you know their individual uh, training academies mm. uh, football i don't know whether they have a training they do yeah they do every 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 football team across the world in every smaller place has got not only do they have government backing for football yeah but they have private backing for football as well every nice. team like for example when i was living in milan in italy and we would go out to play football with my roommates and stuff yeah. and i remember yeah. these four five kids were playing and we were like chill chill we'll play and i'm like what we were 22 21 right and these kids were like 14 15 i said we'll play right now i didn't expect to get a assist kick that badly <laughs> because i was in great shape then but Dude, oh, of course we smoked and drank. No? So we were puffing up and down after like 10 minutes on the pitch, <gasps> trying to find lungs and all. Kidar gir gaya bahar and all that. And these kids were doing laps around us. I'm like, what the? And then they let, later they told us, oh, we are, you know, we're in the under 14 team for the AC Milan. I'm ah. like, no wonder. You ba- what a ringer. Yeah. <laughs> no, basically it's like it's like playing gully cricket when having Virat Kohli play with yeah. you. Yeah. They're cheating. Hai. How did I know now we had such ace players coming to play? Right. But that's what I mean. All these countries have got... Football is too big. It's the biggest sport in the world. Right. So it's got backing in every way. But MMA, I think, slowly, steadily. It may not be just MMA together, but but boxing has a lot of government funding. Right. Like That's why boxing is more popular in India. Wrestling right. has got government funding. Right. And little by little, I think these sports are gaining... Like, for example, you told me that there was in Navi Mumbai, there was a jiu-jitsu tournament. There was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw all, it on Locker Room. Yeah, the all Nationals happened in Navi Mumbai, which, was, which was excellent. It was it was very well organized. There you go. So, the fact that there is a growing trend yeah, in these yeah. individual sports is what is bringing attention to MMA anyway. Right, right. But, you know, what, what I was, what I was um, pretty much aiming at is the fact that private organizations are setting up institutes to groom talent. Hmm. And I think that is such a positive because... You know, there is an institute uh, by uh, Jindal called uh, Jindal Sport Academy or something of a sort where, really? they, where they groom athletes only for the Olympics. So Fantastic. for all Olympics. And it's a privately run institute. So taekwondo, karate, wrestling, Boxing, everything. wrestling, everything. everything. Mm. They almost spend a hundred crores on setup. That's mental. You know? That's good. That's finally good. And it's got lodging, boarding, staying, training, everything out there. So basically the athlete just needs to focus on his work. He just needs to show up. That's it. And That's then you've got coaches and everybody coming everybody, and taking care yeah, of you. Everybody. You know? So mm. this entire attitude towards combat sports and out there, let me tell you, there are Cuban coaches for boxing. Oh, so international coaches are coming. There are Cuban coaches, there are Australian you know, strength and conditioning guys. So this entire approach to combat sports, which is changing with the UFC setting up performance institutes, Bellator mm-hmm. wants to do that. So do you think that is going to favor the sport in any way? Do you think that, yes, we are going to develop talent? Yes, these institutes are going to be used for other purposes like, you know, the Olympics, like all of that, because they're state of the art. I, You know, of course, 
it's it's going to develop talent. But the trouble here is that you know if you look at countries that come from a fighting culture, yeah, we come from a culture of satyagraha. No offense to anybody, yeah. our country is divided terribly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If you look the higher the colder you go up north, that's where our jawans come from. Correct. Uh, they come from that warrior spirit. They come from that's why they 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 part of our army, our military, our navy, yes. everything. You yes. see a lot of northerners going there. That's why you see a lot of boxing. That has happened in that part of some India. Insane boxing. Some insane. You see, some. I, I keep seeing. I keep going during these tournaments, and the kind of quality talent that comes out of from North India is incredible. Correct. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's a disparity. But as you compare to a South America, the whole country has that craze. Correct. You correct. go to Brazil. All the Brazilians love jujitsu and. It's basically football, jujitsu, more. Football. Yeah, huh, correct. This is your career trajectory. If you if you're born poor. You're firstly going out for football because yes. that's the best way to get out. Yeah. Because some government body will pick you up and then yes. hopefully post you into you know one of those national teams. Yes. That's number one. If you can't do that, you end up becoming an athlete. Correct. And if you can't Correct. do that, then then you, I guess you study. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you can reach the school. Right. Because you know, if you're born in Bahia or Curitiba or something, you're pretty it's much going to be it's going to be yes. trouble. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I have seen Man on Fire, so, and the other movies. And stuff. So no, so, but yeah. so the thing is that it is it is catching on. But in terms of fighting, not yet. A lot of people still in India. India, the trouble is that we. I mean, come. On, we grew up in a generation where it was you know, padai karo. Correct. It still is padai karo. The amount of weight put in on getting a percentage is is still so stupidly high. Yes. Do you remember what you studied? I don't have a clue. I mean, uh, I remember thoda about BMM. Yeah. No, no. See, you studied BMM. I started. I did my. I did what? Eco stats double major. Correct. I don't even remember. Correct. You asked yeah. me what is recording theory of rent. I'd be like, "Huh? Huh? Okay, whatever." But my point is that we studied to study to pass. We Correct. never studied to learn. learn. Correct. I don't remember until I did my masters. I didn't really pay attention because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I knew what I wanted to do when I was in college. Right. And right. I'm just saying is that, but and after working with the UFC, after seeing the boxing, after working in the sport of fighting, in you know, and doing all all kinds of you know combat sports, it made me realize that I wish I had gone in. To the sport, into that kind of sporting world early. Earlier, yes. I wish I had started boxing when I was eight years old. Yeah, yeah I wish I had yeah. started doing jujitsu when I was ten. Because by the time I was nineteen, I could have become a pro in the sport. But you know, the good part is that generation that we are from. It may have not supported this tell, ecosystem. No, but tell me it even did. now. So, yeah. Mr. Tell me now. I mean, let me look around. How many of your parents said sport first? Yeah. How many of yeah. your parents say, okay, no, dad, I want to do boxing. They'll be like, ah, pagal ho gaya kya padai kar. Correct. Correct. It's never there unless you come from a. But in the north, it's encouraged. Yeah, you yeah. look at guys like Pawan Man, former fighter. Yeah. His fighter, his kid is not even eight, and he's a champ. He's an ace. You see the way he's moving, right? right. Incredible, and he's been groomed for it. Yeah, but what I was trying to say is that you know maybe the generation that is coming up now. So, for example, our children will be encouraged to do sport. Huh? We'll have to, you but know? no. But the sad part is the next generation want to be TikTok stars. Yeah. <laughs> that is why TikTok is banned. Which is why TikTok should be banned. <laughs> you know how old we sound now? Thank God this video. I'm not that old. Please, just thirty-eight. I'll cut my hair and I look better. <laughs> no, but my point is, it's still not a go-to. Look at the US, for example. Yeah. Where yeah. they have, you know, they have they have NCAA Division One, Two, Three. Yeah. They've got junior college leagues. They've the got school leagues. And all of the that. wrestling yeah. programs, the football programs, the basketball yeah. programs, the baseball programs. Yeah. The anything, man. The sport, the the weight put on sport. We are not going to generate great champ, despite all our problems in you know in India with regards to sport. Cricket is still getting ninety nine percent of the budget. True, true. No true. matter what, cricket gets ninety nine percent. Look at but, broadcasting; cricket has all. The but money. also because it's you know it generates that kind of revenue. So it generates, but until you start smaller programs to promote the rest of these sports yeah. and start putting the weight behind them. 
before till families start putting you know getting people to go into them yeah. you're never going to it's never going to get generated very, yeah very true but i do feel that the attitude is changing i do feel uh, you know that, that that the parents like the younger parents of today are are making Firstly, a shift i know a lot of parents are not having kids <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but the ones that are you know definitely need to kind of look at this as an option because i mean come on you know there is a new league called the ultimate karate league that is coming up on yeah, sony yeah we saw the ads i think yeah, in the morning you know, which at is five in the morning, yeah, yeah. you know which is coming on sony itself and who thought about 10 years back who thought like a sport like karate which which probably is dying out would actually karate is a point fighting sport which would have literally. a league I don't know, but know. you know what? We'll find out after one season how much weight it really has. You know, see, people say that about kabaddi, but it changed the landscape of kabaddi. But kabaddi, but kabaddi again, the has has it went up and then it's gone down. Yeah, but it's still it still has. It's still on TV, is what it, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know it still has the power behind it at the moment. And I remember a couple of uh, trainers from uh, some telling me that kabaddi itself as a sport in, in North India is very very popular. It's very popular. Like people have like you know on they they call it raids. Every yeah. time you go across the line, yeah. it's called a raid. Yeah. And for every raid, people bet five lakhs, ten lakhs, yeah. and it's not a joke. These guys have told me. Yeah. Like they have that kind of money to burn. Correct. So I'm saying, let's not waste our time. Let's do this show in Punjab. Yeah. <laughs> in Punjabi. So perhaps that every time we crack a joke, we get like a cake lakh and all. Yeah. Okay. And if you have to sit shirtless and sit in some mud and throw some mud at each other, we'll do it. What Why not? <laughs> What's this? Are, it's like my old friend said. Now we're saying, are how these people run in the sun and all yeah. in the rain? He like he's like a bitch. That is the point. And with that being said, and we discussed, you know, sorry for digressing, guys, but we discussed a lot of things in the ever-changing landscape of sporting, MMA, fighting, the works. But the good thing is that no matter how much it changes, the good will always supersede the bad. Absolutely. Always good will always supersede the bad. And that being said, lot more good things to come on our wonderful podcast called The Fighting Goat with Chips and Kamra. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after a short commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 42 of The Fighting Goat where we will be discussing the last fight card of the year. Hey, yaar, mat chura lao yaar. Last fight card? Abhi hai to sahi. Kya karega fir? Then what do we talk about only on the podcast? Then they have to listen to us doing RR. <laughs> I can't say what RR is on this show, huh? Well, everybody I'll get sued by two uh, two people. Well, everybody knows what RR is, but I let mean, us be creative, no one. Let us focus Google on two guys. Let us focus on two guys who will not do RR. It's December 18th that's going to happen. Achha. It is Derek Lewis taking on Chris Dakaus for the heavyweight tok 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 <laughs> you know, I was you know, I was going to say championship I was like no it's not a championship fight because there are so many championship fights coming you remember But the last fight we called in the heavyweight division between Volkov and <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know what you know mr kamra started laughing on a live telecast you know and we had to cut you know the gentleman of us uh, the gentleman to my right was abusing the living daylights out of that fight it was uh, i don't know Volkov versus who? It was Volkov versus it was somebody. Blades. Oh, Kurt, yeah, Curtis Blades. So boring, so boring, so boring, so boring, so. For 15 minutes, I heard only so boring, so boring, so boring, and when the That's live broadcast started, he said, "What an exciting fight it was!" <laughs> it was so I'm bad. like, "You ass!" It was so, no man. Look, man, I will never say anybody who steps into the ring, you have my respect, but not those two. It was so they didn't touch each other, dude. शो मे दैट 
cameraman had fallen asleep. <laughs> oh God, oh it was God. too bad. But yeah. that happens, man. Sometimes so, heavyweights do have a tendency. <laughs> Keep it together, dude. Keep it together. Yeah, you know. These guys are going to fire us. I mean, just I mean, there was just way too much respect <laughs> out there. But, too much respect. But two guys who are not going to respect each other are Derek Lewis. I hope not, man. And Chris Duckhouse. Derek Lewis is one of those incredible, incredible people that you know. He's the most relatable person out there. Yeah. But a top bar, a pet bar, little chubs on the side. But when he needs to, he can turn it up. Oh man. He completely. will knock your daylights out. The way he hit Volkov. Volkov was asleep before his head hit the mat. He was astral traveling. Well, in fact, Volkov was winning that fight, and the last few seconds he knocked him out. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just, it's just that kind of power that you can't train. Absolutely, it's that A- kind of power you can't train. Absolutely. So Derek Lewis is taking on Chris Duckhouse. It's going to happen Poor on Duck. December 19th in India. Only on Sony 10.1, Sony 10.2 or Sony 10.3, one of them. Depending. But yeah, the co-main event is also a very interesting fight between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Bilal Mohammed. Nice. Bilal Mohammed last fight, I think, was against Leon Edwards. Yes. He got poked very badly in the yes. eye. Yes. And that, that is nasty. And, and he couldn't continue. He couldn't continue. That. But then he's taking on a very defensive fighter in Stephen Wonderboy right. Thompson. But he was also proved that, that grappling is his Achilles heel. Yes. So it's going to be whether it's fun or not will be uh, time will tell. But it's certainly an interesting contest. Absolutely, and we have the age-old Cub Swanson who's also on the card. He's not having a very like a very high-end opponent, so we're not going to be talking about that. But mm. yeah, Cub Swanson is here. We've got Rafael Asensau, Ricky Simone, and Angela Hill who are on the card. Nice. But the predictions for today are going to be for the co-main and the main event of the evening in the yeah. welterweight division. We have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Bilal Mohammed Chips. I feel like I'm ahead of the curve with my last prediction, so I'm, I'm going to take it easy. I think I've done enough for the year prediction. Yeah. Okay, chal, chal. But if you had to choose, I like Stephen Wonderboy, but I think Bilal will out will outwork him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the same. I think Bilal Muhammad will copy will out wrestle him. I completely think. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be a three round fight. Very very exciting. Wonderboy is going to keep it on his feet. He's going to try and keep it on his feet, but Bilal Muhammad is going to take him down, and he's he's going to kind of work from there. Yeah. The main event of the evening, Chris Duckhouse. Derek Lewis. On Der- you just want to hear the interviews, right? I just want to see the interviews. I love this guy. He takes his shorts off after the interview. <laughs> and I people asking why he's like my balls were hot. Ajibadmi, <laughs> this is national television. Toby, he doesn't give a crap. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He just he goes out there, knocks out people, and he takes his shorts off. Yeah. <laughs> so as wrong as this sounds, but I want to see him take his shorts off. <laughs> Not in that way. And then pen I can play. Relax, guys. But yeah, like eight things inside. They're gonna wear a cup. They're gonna wear inner. They're gonna support her. Lot of things. He's just taking the bahar ka kapda. So I'm gonna be going with the same Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis. So, no shorts, Lewis. So yeah, no no shorts, Lewis. <laughs> so Mystic Chips and Superhuman Camera are yes, in sir. the same boat with the predictions. Absolutely. And you know what? If you help us out with the predictions, and if you help us out, choose the right. If we are right or wrong, whether we are right or wrong. Actually, you know, before we come to that, before I conclude this entire segment, we had actually a fan, a guy called Ankit Agarwal, who came and found us in Panchmukhi. Oh, yeah. This little watering hole where we sit and drink after our shows. And he comes up and he takes a picture with us saying that, hey guys, I recognize you from your live show and your podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, now we can go to people and say, we have ones of fans. Yeah. <laughs> ones of fans. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, you have only one fan. I've got more than you. One more than you, bitch. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> I still got one more than you. So, thank you, Ankit Agarwal. Thank you for following us. Keep watching all the awesome content. We're going to definitely send you some merchandise. Absolutely, so, yes. But that being said, guys, don't forget to share, follow, 
Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, follow IVM Podcast for a lot more content. We've got a lot of merchandise that we want to give out. So predict with us. Tell us if we're right or wrong. Join the conversation. My handles are at uh, the Mystic Chips on Twitter and at Arjun Chips on Instagram. Somesh. Well, you can find me on Somesh.Kamra on Instagram and Somesh underscore Kamra on Twitter. Absolutely. Tons of merchandise to be had. Lots of t-shirts, mugs, the works and perhaps we'll give you a personal shout out. You can come on the show. Maybe actually, maybe not. I don't make any promises yet. <laughs> but definitely a personal shout out. That's for sure. That being said, this was another awesome episode. It was so good to be in the IVM studios here in Car. It is uh, was awesome to see you face to face, my friend. Absolutely. And of course, a big shout out to SJ, my producer. She's been awesome. And the entire crew supporting us. We will see you next time for episode number 43, only on IBMPodcast.com. This has been Arjun and Somesh Kamra from The Fighting World.